Love Talk Radio. Today, here on Cincy Business Talk with Mike Roth, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. We'll be talking to business leaders about how they have grown their businesses and people. We discuss new strategies, tactics, and philosophies which lead to positive growth in our marketplace. Our program is sponsored by Sandler Training by Roth & Associates. Each week, we'll talk with our best Cincinnati area top executives about their tools and insights. Our regular listeners will be given the edge that will help them win in a competitive environment which we live. Simple solutions to complex problems which challenge all of us are rarely correct. We will address complex problems or opportunities with appropriate solutions. If you have questions or comments, contact Mike at Mike Roth at RothConsulting.net or call Mike at 513-753-9400. Now your host, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer, Mike Roth. Thanks, Scott. This is Mike Roth. I'm here with Tom Haggerty. He's the founder and CEO of Ed Rhodes. Thanks for joining us today, Tom. Thanks, Mike. Before we get any further, let's tell everyone who is going to be on the show next week and in subsequent weeks. Next week, we have two really great shows. We have Tom Duggar, who's the CEO of Dan Beard Council, Boy Scouts of America here in the Cincinnati area. On Friday, we're going to have Bob Reedy, the CEO of LSI, who built the company from his garage to hundreds of millions of dollars, a publicly held company in the lighting industry. Thursday, the 4th of October, we're going to have Kelly Mahan of Mahan Advertising. She's going to be talking a little bit about advertising, but she may also be talking about her husband's soccer shelter. Some of you may have seen it in this week's business career. After that, we're going to have Steve Jones, and he's going to be talking about, he's with Japor, he's the CEO there, and he's going to be talking about green technology initiatives that he is taking and products. And October 11th, we're going to have Adrian Breen, who is the president of First Financial Bank here in our area. Following week, we're going to have Betsy Emery of Telus. Next week, we're going to have, uh, on the 18th of October, Dr. Neil Meyer of the Union Institute. On October 19th, we have Chris Adams with Stepping Stone scheduled. On the 25th, we have another local success story. We have Mike Callahan, President and CEO of Document Destruction. That's Thursday the 25th. And on the 26th of October, we have Eric Adams, uh, CEO of Turnstile. So let's, let me introduce Tom in the right way, okay? Tom has nearly 30 years of experience managing private companies and public ed agencies. And he spent 15 years directly in the agency environment. In the ed business, Tom pitched and won and managed such large clients as Ashland, Cintas, Kroger, Tim Allen Brands, and Ethicon. Now, Tim Allen Brands, that's not the tool tool guy, Tim Allen. That, that is indeed Tim Allen, the tool guy. Really? The yes. The guy from Detroit who... Absolutely. He had a non-entertainment ventures business. And uh, he introduced a line of tools. Actually, we helped him with the packaging and promotion of those. And uh, he went for tools, wasn't he? <laughs> they were actually tools that worked. And he is actually a craftsman himself, which really? uh, which belies the character he played on TV on Home Improvement. How interesting. How interesting. Tom, you started the company AdRogues to create an alternative to the advertising agency model with its high fees and low accountability and to create leverage for more people and more opportunities. We're going to talk a little bit more about that. How, how long ago was it that you started it? We, we launched the website in beta in December of 2010. Okay. It's about uh, 
few years. Tom has also worked uh, and consulted with companies in the technology, manufacturing, consumer products, professional services, and other other government sectors in the advertising world. He's held key positions with established companies and startups, and has led companies in turnaround situations. Indeed, I did. Uh, (laughs) What turnaround is is the one that was most memorable for you, Tom? Probably the one that was most memorable for me was a manufacturing company here in Cincinnati that uh, I was actually recruited out of an ad agency to come as one of two people that would manage them through a turnaround. It was a company that was owned by a family trust out of St. Louis. It was uh, a very acrimonious deal. They were doing about $20 million in sales, losing about $3 million a year, uh, seven years in a row. Family trust was very restless. It was pretty ugly. But the uh, the gentleman who was brought in along with me from from the industry, uh, he and I were successful in repositioning the company. We took it from twenty million to about twelve million in sales. We threw two at the bottom line in the first year, and ended up being able to sell it to an out of town competitor. So the company no longer exists in Cincinnati, and therefore, one hundred and fifty jobs ultimately went away. I'm sorry about that, but. Uh, uh, the product line survived, and the company was successfully bought by the by the firm in Cleveland. Well, that's, that's a story that, that's all too familiar with some Cincinnati-based family businesses where they don't get the right advice early enough or bring in the right people. I can name probably a few, but I'm, I'm not going to. <laughs> you want to be diplomatic on a Friday afternoon. Diplomatic, right. And... Uh, if you have questions for Tom or me, you can call in on 646-595-4916, and we'll uh, put your calls in, in order uh, during the first commercial break. Just hang on until we get to you. Tom, why don't you tell the folks in the audience how you got into the advertising agency business? When you went to college, you went to college? I did. Believe it or not, to Marquette University in Milwaukee. Go Warriors. Okay. Isn't that like a Jesuit school? It is. Okay. And you studied advertising there? I did not study advertising. I was a political science major. I was going to go on to law school. Had a couple of internships where lawyers convinced me that the law was probably not for me because I wouldn't make enough money. So I went into the business world after college. I look back on that sometimes with a little chagrin because uh, I think I would have been a pretty good lawyer. But uh, I took a different path. And uh, a lot of lawyers charge more than advertising agencies per hour. Uh, they do. <laughs> and I'm not sure the ad agency does any better than uh, than the lawyers do as far as results. You know, we haven't had any attorneys, practicing attorneys on the show. So I only talk about positive things on the show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sure, there's, a, there's at least one or two smart attorneys out there who can talk about positive stuff. Pick up the phone, call in, or contact me during the week, and we'll, we'll, we'll put you into the show in November. A couple of Sandler things coming up that, that people should be aware of. The next Sandler Client Summit is in Orlando on February 14th and 15th, and that one is going to be titled No Guts, No Gain. So if you want to become tougher, stronger in the bu- world of business development, or managing business developers, that will be a great opportunity for you. There'll be a, a conference with the 300 Sandler trainers from around the world, as well as 600 clients. It's going to be a phenomenal thing, and there'll be 
two tracks, one for salespeople and one for managers. If you have teams of four or more, there are some discounts available through the end of the month of September. Okay, that's that announcement. Next announcement is uh, the Sandler Works Networking Program. We're going to be doing that in January, on Monday mornings in January, uh, starting January 7th. Uh, four weeks of how to become a superior networker, how to stop making cold calls, how to get in front of the prospects you want to see, how to feel comfortable in networking situations. And uh, if you're angry at yourself for the prospecting methods that aren't working out, it's well worth uh, a call to our office, 753-9400. We can talk about how you get involved with that. Tom, why don't you tell our audience a little more about this ad robes uh, business that you have. Okay. Be happy to. Maybe start with why <clears throat> did you even start it? The reason I started it is I had a long career in the advertising business, and I saw how agencies worked and how they didn't work. And I also saw the fact that the agencies as a whole do not use the Internet as a technology. They use it as a profit center pretty well. And a lot of agencies in the 90s and even the late 80s saying that, uh, hey, if I can't do more television commercials, I'll design websites. But as a technology platform, it has never been used in the agency business like it has, for instance, in the travel business, the legal business, banking business, finance business, etc. And I looked at it and I said there are way too many people that are artificially locked out of client relationships simply because of their size or their location. It has nothing to do with their talent. It has nothing to do with their ability to be creative. It has everything to do with the aspect of simply being in the wrong city or not being big enough. Okay. And I looked at the marriage of technology and said, what if there was a platform that could allow people to compete on a level playing field, that could allow them to put their best creative ideas up for sale, that could allow them to create a portfolio and a profile so that people could find them. What if there was an opportunity for marketers to sponsor contests where they would solicit good ideas and pay good money for those ideas? And that was really the genesis of Ad Rogues for me, was looking at that as an opportunity to say, it's not going to be for everybody. It's not a platform that is going to, excuse me, it's not a platform that's going to, quote, kill the agency business, nor do I have a desire to, because I have many great friends there. What we did was simply create an alternative, much like Travelocity is an alternative to your travel agent. Legal Zoom is an alternative in some respects to your lawyer. Scott Trade is an alternative for some people to having a broker relationship. That's really what AdRogues is all about. Well, the airlines kind of kill the travel agency business when they reduce the commission per ticket to $50 or $25 a ticket to the point the agencies didn't even want to write tickets unless you're buying a cruise along with that. <laughs> right. Uh, did you want a ticket to Detroit? Oh, yeah, but you got to buy a cruise along with it. That industry changed, and the travelocities of this world made the old model Kind of obsolete. Uh, in the advertising industry world, if you didn't have proximity to the decision makers, the CEOs and the market, marketing VPs who were going to make the buy decision, uh, you were more or less cut out. You didn't know about it. So, did the 
Does the Ed Robes uh, site, is that the right way to describe yes. it? Yes. Provide a way for a CEO or a chief marketing officer to put his problem up there and agencies to respond so you can get like a, a meeting situation? Absolutely it does. Uh, there are three real aspects to Ad Rogues. First of all, for the creative people, if you have an idea that you have no outlet for, you have the best Christmas promotion ever for a grocery store chain, you have no access to a grocery store chain to pitch that. Ad Rogues has a platform for you where you can put that idea up for sale in, in an unsolicited way. The second platform is for those same creative people and marketers to put their profile and their portfolio and their interests up there. But what you talk about specifically is <clears throat> there is an opportunity for a marketer, CMO, CEO, whatever, to put a challenge up on AdRogues and say, I am introducing a new product. This is what it is. This is the attributes. These are the characteristics. This is the target audience. Come up with a promotion that addresses those and creatively leverages my product. And uh, it's an open competition. Uh, you can design it in any media. You can request anything from a simple creative strategy brief all the way to a finished TV commercial or social media campaign. And creatives will respond to that based on their affinity for it, uh, their expertise in it, and basically the, the amount of money that's able to be awarded. So what is the revenue model for? Well, before, before we do that, we really should take a commercial break here. And again, if you want to call in and ask uh, Tom or me a question, the number is 646-595-4916. Let's listen to a Sandler commercial. Hi, this is Mike Roth, founder of Sandler Training by Roth & Associates, the most experienced Sandler sales trainer in Cincinnati. You've heard our commercials about sales and sales management, but you haven't made the call for some reason. Maybe you're having your best year ever. Maybe you think a sales development company won't work in your industry. You're different. I wish I had a nickel for every time I heard that. Maybe you're afraid that if you called, you'd buy something. If you're happy with all your sales and profits and believe you have all the answers or simply don't see yourself investing in yourself or your people, then don't make the call. We have nothing for you. For over 20 years, we've been coaching, mentoring, business owners, and sales professionals who are serious about their careers. So if you believe that Sandler Sales Training might make you better, faster, meaner, and stronger, call me at 513-646-6523 or register for our next open house. Roth & Associates, the most experienced sales trainer in Cincinnati. You can check us at www.rothconsulting.net. Why do some business owners make lots of money while others endure years of mediocrity? Is it really the economy, the market, the weather, the competition? No. These are all called excuses, which are always plentiful. Hi, I'm Mike Roth, founder of Roth & Associates. I'm the most experienced Sandler sales trainer in Cincinnati. As a business owner or part of a team, are you accepting excuses from your sales team because you make them yourself? Business winners succeed in spite of this trash. Business winners invest in themselves and their people. For over 15 years, we've been coaching, training, and challenging professionals who are 100% committed to long-term sales growth and profitability, no matter what it takes. If you're deadly serious about increasing your sales, call me at 513-646-6523. I'm the most experienced Sandler sales trainer in Cincinnati. To find out how Sandler training can make you better, faster, and stronger, call 
1-800-227-8823. This is Mike Roth. I'm back with Tom Haggerty. Tom, why don't you uh, let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you to talk about Ed Rogues after the show sure. next week. Uh, the easiest way is my cell phone number. The number is 513-631-2170. My email address is tomh at adrogues.com, and adrogues is A-D-R-O-G-U-E-S dot com. No dash. No dash. <laughs> One dot. No dash. <laughs> Sounds like Morse code, that, Bob. Yeah. It's not odd <laughs> Uh, someone will call me back and say what letters I just spelled out. So you were uh, talking before the break about the revenue model. Yeah, what is the revenue model? The revenue model for AdRogues is pretty simple. Um, we have three different subscription levels for creatives. They pay on a monthly basis. It's open-ended. There's no long-term contracts, no fancy stuff. And basically, the the subscriptions range anywhere from fourteen ninety five a month to fifty nine ninety five a month, and that is dictated by the the creative's preference that is largely tied to his or her experience in the industry. If you have a lot of unsolicited ideas, you have this uh as we've said, I have a hard drive full of unsold ideas. Some creatives have said that. Uh, then you may opt for the, the program that allows you to expose an unlimited number of ideas up there for $59.95 a month. If you're a recent college grad, you've had a couple of jury awards, you've had a couple of pitches at ad agencies that were successful, and you have maybe at the most five or ten saleable ideas at any one time, you may opt in for that $14.95 a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, and basically that entitles you to put any type of media up there, whether it's a finished TV commercial or social media campaign or whether it's just a script or a jingle or a creative strategy. Storyboards, that kind of thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, basically at that point, you're putting these up for sale. You're establishing the price. You're establishing the terms. And we act as the intermediary to safeguard uh, the intellectual property and to facilitate the transaction through PayPal through a secured portal. So if I was a uh, potential buyer, I see this great ad uh, campaign for Christmas time, and I want to buy it, the price is listed right there on AdRogues. Yes, it is. So let's say the price is $10,000. I think that's cheap. So how do I go about buying it? Do I buy it through AdRogues, or do I contact the seller directly? You buy it through AdRogues. Uh, because what we do is we safeguard both buyer and seller. Uh, we want to protect intellectual property. We want to also protect the integrity of the transaction and make sure that the buyer gets what he or she needs from a technology standpoint, whether they need files downloaded in a certain way, whether they need commercials cut in a certain way, or whether there are edits that they're suggesting. So whatever that transactional agreement is between buyer and seller, we make sure it happens within the system so that both parties are protected. Okay, so it's kind of like eBay for advertisers, and the seller side would be the creatives that come up with the uh, creative content or ideas. Right, absolutely. I mean, the way we characterize it, we've referred to it before as Match.com for advertising. I have also referred to it as a supermarket. If you think of Kroger, Kroger's responsibility as a marketer is to put up a store in a location that is going to generate traffic 
they put in the freezer cases, they put in the shopping carts and everything else, and then the brands come in and stock the shelves. Uh, the brands don't stock the shelves wherever they want to stock. They're told by Kroger, the peanut butter goes here, the potato chips are here, the pop is here, the beer is over there. So that's the way we've organized AdRogues is by category and by aisle, if you will, to make the shopping experience easier for the marketer. Can you give me an example? Sure. Uh, a marketer could go on to AdRogues right now and they could say, I am looking for a TV commercial in snack foods and I can even type it with certain words and key phrases so I could say I'm looking for something that is edgy, risky, and sarcastic or I'm looking for something that is heartwarming, funny, and childish. Uh, we have 36 different descriptive phrases that can be put in in addition to the media type and the product category. And then the AdRogues engine performs a search and will bring up commercials uh, or executions that fit that profile. And much like Amazon does, we also have the recommendation behind it that says, if you like these, here are some alternatives as well. So the, uh, the, the marketer can literally have a pretty robust search experience. So you've been at it for about two years. Uh, round numbers, how many uh, projects or ideas have been sold, if you can reveal that? Uh, I'd rather not because we we really promise our buyers and sellers a lot of confidentiality in that. Uh, so I haven't really been public with that. What I will say is we have several hundred subscribers to AdRogues, uh, both on the marketing side as well as on the uh, on the creative side. We have um, uh, here in Cincinnati, Ohio. Can I ask uh, you to stop a second? Sure, I, sure. I think we've understood. We explained for our use our listeners. The, the creative side of why you, you would subscribe because you got these ideas and these good mm-hmm. uh, commercials that you want to sell to an advertiser. Why would a marketer subscribe? Well, the marketers would subscribe, first of all, because they either don't have a relationship in many cases with an ad agency because a lot of our, our uh, marketers have been in mid-sized businesses. Some are even B2B that are non-traditional advertisers, so they may not have a relationship with an agency, but fundamentally, they want to know what the rest of the world is saying about their product category or their brand. They want to look at creative ways that uh, possibly new executions, new ideas, new ways of promoting their products could be out there. And, uh, And I think it's the fundamental conundrum for a lot of marketers in that even in my agency experience when we had the Kroger business, for instance, um, Kroger was effectively saying we are entrusting our entire brand, our entire positioning to about 17 people on this Kroger team. And with the ease of, of communication nowadays, uh, is that the wisest decision for a marketer to make? Uh, I'm not sure it was the wisest decision for a marketer to make in the 1950s. Uh, I'm almost certain it isn't the wisest decision for them to make in 2012. So could a marketer be a, an ad agency? That Absolutely, they could. That's looking for new ideas yes. for their, their client? Absolutely, they could. So you've completely yeah. uh, wiped out the geography problem? We hope so. 
we have not only wiped out the geography problem, we hope to have wiped out the size issue as well, because one of the things that has been a longstanding uh, bugaboo, if you will, in the ad business is many small agencies never get a shot at a big client because the perception is you're just not big enough to handle my business. Uh, it has nothing to do with their ability to generate creative ideas. It has nothing to do with their ability to be timely and be fair on their billing. It has everything to do with the number of people that you have working for you. And we hope to wipe that out as well because the industry itself, Mike, when you look at the ad business across the board, there are about 50,000 ad agencies in the United States right now, and 90% of those employ less than 20 people. 70% employ less than five. Wow. And you, you look at that and say there is a highly fragmented industry that only at the very, very top ever has a shot at big accounts, say, for instance, Ford, Coca-Cola, Unilever, the NFL, Aflac, Amazon, et cetera. Uh, we think it's about time that model got turned on its ear. Seems like that's a uh, brilliantly large marketplace. We think so. Our challenge right now is marketing to that marketplace. So on a uh, to spread the word about Ed Rogue's existence, how are you doing that? We have a very active presence in social media on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, we also participate in some of the Q&A forums. Uh, pretty active on Ad Age and Ad Week websites. Um, we have some agency partners uh, that we call charter members that have helped get it off the ground. Um, but our fundamental challenge right now in Cincinnati, Ohio, is that we are a, a technology company with a significant platform and a great opportunity to disrupt a marketplace. And uh, we suffer from the lack of investment capital that is available to uh, many such companies here in the Midwest. Right, so you're, you're so I'm here pitching for money from your audience too. Okay, so before I have to go on Shark Tank, uh, pardon my ignorance. What what a Shark Tank? <laughs> That's a uh, Friday night uh, quasi reality show where uh, inventors and uh, uh, oh uh, chefs and everything else are pitching their great ideas to a uh, a group of sharks who are purportedly professional investors, VC types. It's kind of a a fun little show to watch because it's a good indication of how uh, unreal television makes an industry. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, we, we, one of our uh, inventive types from P&G was on one of those shows for inventors a couple of years ago. Okay, yeah. Probably American Inventor with Doug Hall. That's the one I didn't right. want to use any names. Yeah. Uh, Somewhat realistic, somewhat out in left field. Right, right. Uh, the well, let's uh, let's take another commercial break here, and we'll put a Sandler rule in. And again, if you want to call in and ask a question of Tom about Ed Rogues, our, our number is six four six five nine five four nine one six. Let's listen to. And the rule number 47.
I'm Brad Massey with Sandler Training. I'm talking to you about rule number 47, selling as a Broadway play performed by a psychiatrist. What does that mean? Selling as a Broadway play, it's about a performance. It's about sometimes having to do things differently than we're comfortable doing. It's about making changes. Sometimes I need to speak with enthusiasm and excitement. Sometimes I need to speak more subtly and articulately, and I need to explain things deeper. Um, performance by a psychiatrist. What does psychiatry have to do with this rule? It means we have to have an understanding of human dynamics. Being a psychiatrist is about understanding human dynamics. It means we need to be able to manage the way we speak with people. Um, be an objective participant to the event when we talk to people. Keep our emotions under control. People to ask the appropriate questions in a manner that is not contingent on the outcome. In other words, sometimes if I really want to close business, I get emotionally involved. And what the other person is telling me has too much impact on me. I just need to understand that there's a process in how we go about interacting with people. And if I can say the right things, if I can ask the right questions, then I don't get emotionally involved with this opportunity. And the right thing always happens, yes or no. This is Mike Roth. I'm back with Tom Haggerty. Tom, we were talking about startup venture money uh, for a company like AdRobes located here in the Midwest. Uh, have you found it difficult to raise venture capital money? Uh, in a word, yes. Um, I am fortunate to have three private investors who came to the table early, and with their monies, we were able to launch AdRogues, to get it moving in the right direction, to get it to a point where it is sustainable on a month-to-month -month basis. But in order to really grow it, uh, you need additional capital. Uh, there are institutions here in Cincinnati specifically and in southwestern Ohio that are built purportedly to do that. But the characterization uh, that I would say, Mike, that is generally true with any entrepreneur that you could speak to, especially in the technology arena, is that if if Silicon Valley bets big and bets often, uh, Cincinnati and southwestern Ohio bets rarely and bets small. Uh, but they accept, expect the same results as Silicon Valley does, so uh, they just want you to do a lot more with a lot less. Mm -hmm. Could uh, Ed Rose, by the way, does Ed Rose actually do the development here in Cincinnati, or are you offshoring that? No, we did the development here in Cincinnati. Um, I would say this, that the, the firm that we contracted with has seven employees here in Cincinnati. They have about 70 technicians in India. And we found that relationship to be very good from the development and coding standpoint for us. But everything else was done right here in Cincinnati, Ohio. We had Cincinnati creatives working on the design. We had Cincinnati copywriters working on the copy. Uh, 
We made some videos with the Herbert brothers from Batesville, Indiana, who are the Doritos contest winners mm-hmm. when they beat all the Madison Avenue ad agencies at the Super Bowl. Uh, so we did a lot of uh, a lot of homegrown, homespun uh, work right here in southwestern Ohio. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you talked to any of the uh, venture capitalists from Silicon Valley about your project? We have not as yet. Uh, we plan to, and we also plan to have some affiliations with uh, colleges and universities, which we think will uh, will provide a, a significant amount of quote unquote free labor or equity based labor for us as well. Yeah, good ideas. One of my favorite questions, Tom, is we we believe that simple solutions to complex problems are almost invariably wrong, and therefore, if you want to solve a complex problem, you need an equally complex solution. Uh, in your businesses, can you share with our audience a complex problem that you've had that you have to develop a complex solution to solve? I think AdRogues itself is a is a complex solution to a complex problem. Uh, when you look at the inability of the ad industry to effectively leverage technology and really embrace it, when you look at the business artificially locking out hundreds of thousands of people who are really good creative minds, really inventive, uh, intuitive, interesting people, uh, that is a very complex problem that the industry itself has not been able to address. And the relatively complex solution to that is to say, what if there was this platform that just so happens to be called AdRogues, and what if that same platform allowed people to expose this vast amount of unsold ideas that allowed them to create portfolios and profiles and allowed them to establish connections with marketers that never would have happened before? Now, the back-end technology to make all that happen with search terms and with media classifications and the ability to uh, to uh, accept and then play any type of media format. Uh, that was a very complex solution to it, but the architecture of it was a, was a response to a complex problem. So how long did it take from the time uh, that you had this idea to the time that you said the site is live? I uh, finished writing the business plan in December of 2010. I had first investor money in February of 2011, and we launched in beta with a fully functional website in December of that same year. So start to finish, it was probably one year. That's not bad at all. Breaking new ground. Yes. Yeah. Nothing like it had been done before. We had some competition in the arena where there were some sites that were purely contest sites. Uh, primarily centered around designing logos, letterhead, and business cards, and opening up a creative cattle call, if you will, to design the next great logo for Mom's Pizza Parlor in Batavia, Illinois. Uh, but there was nothing on the scale of AdRogues, and still to this day is nothing on the scale of AdRogues in terms of the buying and selling transaction that uh, that can take place in a variety of different media with, with companies and with uh, creatives working together. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you go to market? Currently, we go to market, uh, like I said before, heavy presences on social media. Um, we have no paid advertising. It's a lot of word of mouth. Uh, 
some speaking engagements for yours truly, some radio shows for yours truly, like we're on today. Um, uh, the biggest thing that we see, Mike, in the future for us is if AdRogues is really going to scale, then we would need additional investment capital primarily centered around the marketing initiatives that we have well scripted in our business plan, but we just can't execute right now for financial reasons. Mm-hmm. And how, how do you actually plan to reach the advertisers, the CEOs of the middle market America companies, the $10 million a year companies, the $100 million a year companies that have an ad budget, they have an ad agency, because um, he's a, a friend from the golf course, uh, or maybe even one in a competition between two or three agencies, mm-hmm. when there are better ideas out there. How do you reach that buyer? Well, there's several ways. Uh, we look at paid advertising, for instance, in the industry trade publications, whether that's CMO Magazine, whether it's Ad Age, whether it's Ad Week, whether it's a variety of different niche trade publications, um, you know, whether it be National Restaurant News, that kind of thing. Uh, we look at heavy email marketing. We look at awareness level uh, sales calls, frankly, you know, on some of the larger advertisers. We look at uh, creating charter memberships for them where they can sponsor contests at no or reduced fees uh, just to get the awareness up there. Uh, and we think it's something that builds traction as it goes. If if the website is successful, for instance, in having Ford Motor Company, having Aflac, and having uh, uh, Tide, you know, sponsor a contest, then you'll have a lot of traction coming in for so the how would market the as well. contest work on AdWords, uh, on Ed Rogues? Well, basically, the marketer says, I need an idea. Um, the marketer puts up a creative strategy brief, as we call it in the business, or something akin to it. He's got to describe his product, his target audience, what his key selling propositions are, what type of advertising he's looking for, what is inbounds, what's out of bounds. It's the classic creative the only you're giving it now to the world, he puts it up there and he says, I will pay the winner $1,000 for this TV commercial or $10,000 for a script or whatever it may be. And then the creatives respond to that. And like I said earlier in the show, the transaction takes place in a very secure environment where buyer and seller pack. Run contests already on air? We have, yes, we have. Approximately how many were successful? We got a buyer. Every every one that we have run so so far has been successful, mm-hmm. uh, meaning that the transaction took place, the the buyer unquote got together and there was a winner picked because that's that's part and parcel of the contest rules is that uh, the buyer is establishing at the front end what he's willing to do or what she is willing to do. Are they going to pay the first three best ideas? Are they going to pay only the winner? Are they going to guarantee a winner? Uh, some of the contest sites out there, not only in the creative field, but in some innovation and invention fields, have received a real black eye because they solicit a lot of good ideas from people. A lot of time is spent, but the buyer doesn't guarantee a winner. Mm-hmm. Uh, in our case, the buyer guarantees where somebody is going to be picked from the field. Is there a time frame uh, involved? 
Absolutely there is. That's established by the buyer. Um, they could do something on a very quick turn basis that says, I need a script in seven days all the way to a TV campaign that they could say, I'm willing to give 60 days for something like that. Is there a great success story that you're free to share? I think our biggest success story was a small ad agency in Omaha, Nebraska, uh, that started out with a contest response, uh, ended up being selected. And uh, it was a five-person ad shop in Omaha, Nebraska. And they said to us about six months ago that but for you, I have no relationship with this client at all in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania as a major retail company because I can't get to them. I don't surface on their radar screen. There is no way that I would have a quote-unquote right, the old ad agency model, to be working for them. And they are. So uh, is this both in the for-profit world? As well as the uh, nonprofit yes. foundation was, or the nonprofit agency was looking for an ad agency uh, because they weren't totally happy with their current. Could they look for an agency uh, through AdWorks? Uh, typically, they might not look for an agency, Mike. They might look for a, a creative person or group, to, you know, be attuned to their cause. But we do have areas where people can post ideas for nonprofits. Uh, you know, we have a nonprofit and government sector with a number of drop downs in there that talk about, you know, whether this is a social service cause, whether it's a religious cause. Uh, so people can put ideas up there for sale, even in the nonprofit world. So we, we saw around a lot of corners before we actually went live with this. Right, right. So. Even a guy like uh, Tom Duggar, who's going to be on the show uh, next week for the Boy Scouts uh, and Beard Council, looking for some creative ideas to increase volunteerism or get more boys involved in Boy Scouting. He could search for an idea or be... Uh, he could search guy. for an idea that may already exist and be up for sale, or he could commission a challenge to say, this is my particular issue or problem. Um, I would like this audience of creative people who are passionate uh, about this particular situation. I would like them to respond to me, and I'm willing to pay for it. What is a, what is a simple uh, challenge contest cost a, uh, an agency or a company? Well, if the company puts up the idea, basically what they're saying to AdRogues is um, – we're going to pay you 15% of whatever we award to the creative people. Uh, so there is no, there is no upfront cost to it, to them. Uh, they can commission a challenge free of charge. Now they will have to escrow money with us through our secure transaction because we want to make sure that funds do change hands when the award is made. So as uh, if they say the, the contest is for $10,000 for the creative award, for the best uh, commercial for men's socks. Mm -hmm. Right. And it would have to escrow the $10,000 because the contest has to have a winner. Correct. Plus your fee. Correct. 
and our fee is 15% of the award, so we don't take it out of the creatives award. It's over and above. So Sounds very extremely fair. I, I think it's fair and it's very seamless as well. It's very understandable. There's no there's no BS about it. Uh, uh, there's no markups on outside services like the agencies have become famous for. There's no add-ons. There's no uh, uh, price adjustments, if you will, because of too many revisions. It's very straightforward transaction. So after the transaction happens, do the buyer and seller know who the other the other is? Yeah, absolutely, they do. Okay, so you know, which creates the opportunity for a for a relationship longer term. So for them, it's follow-on business outside of Androx. Yeah, exactly, and that's what we want. Okay, so that creates yeah. a lot a lot more revenue for uh, creatives as well as uh, opportunities for. We we look at it as a win-win. You know, the the creative has the opportunity to have a continuing business relationship. And once that creative and once that marketer sees that AdRogues works for them, uh, they will continue to to use it. Uh, We're going to take one more uh, short commercial break. And uh, if you have a question for Tom, feel free to call in at 646-595-4916. Imagine you just left your prospect's office and he now has your proposal, quote, or estimate. What do you suppose he's going to do with that valuable information that you just gave him for free? Call you tomorrow with an order? Get real. He's shopping it around to the competition. Hi, this is Mike Roth, founder of Roth & Associates. I'm the most experienced sales trainer in Cincinnati. I'm constantly amazed how salespeople operate. They believe a prospect asking for a proposal means the sale is as good as closed. Face it, trained prospects will turn you into an unpaid consultant. For over 20 years, we've been coaching, training, and challenging professionals who are 100% committed to long-term sales growth and profitability, no matter what it takes. If you're deadly serious about increasing sales, call me at 513-646-6523. Find out how Sandler Training can make you better, faster, and stronger. Or register now for our next open house, 513-646-6523. This is Mike Roth, the most experienced Sandler sales trainer in Cincinnati. Company owners and sales managers, are you tired of cutting your price to get the deal? Wouldn't you like to have a better way? Wouldn't you want to improve your margins? Call me, Mike Roth, at 513-646-6523 to see if there's a better way for you. This is Mike Roth. I'm back with Tom Haggerty on Cincinnati Business Talk Radio. Tom, in the marketplace... What do you see as the outlook and possibility for AdRogues? I think it's as big as we can make it. There is really no reason why the concept of AdRogues could not and should not succeed because there are far too many examples in other professional services industries where a platform that is disruptive like this one has succeeded. Look at LegalZoom with law firms. Look at Scott Trade and E-Trade in financial services. Look at Ally Bank in the banking industry, Travelocity, Expedia, uh, obviously in the travel industry. And certainly eBay um, and, and their, their e- twin PayPal. eBay, Etsy, PayPal, insurance, um, you know, technology platforms that, that facilitate better communication and easier transactions are happening in almost every industry. And we think it's about time it happened in the ad business. Mm-hmm. That's good. Uh, what do you think the obstacles are 
biggest obstacles that we face personally, uh, as I alluded to before, uh, tech companies in the Midwest uh, will suffer from a lack of capital, a lack of access to uh, uh, talent in many cases, and to some degree a uh, an institutional bias, if you will, against uh, startup companies. This is not exactly the hotbed of uh, of creativity when it comes to uh, to startup companies. Sure, I hadn't noticed that. <laughs> <laughs> I've only been here 20 years, so. Uh, but I've worked all over the country. I I, I understand completely yeah. since I've worked in uh, more than a few startup companies. I, I think it's interesting, Mike, when you look at our own chamber of commerce. Uh, which is, uh, by all accounts, should be and is the cheerleader for business. Our own Chamber of Commerce acknowledges that among the other 11 competitor cities, if you will, and, you know, you have Cleveland, Columbus, Pittsburgh, Indy, Louisville, Lexington, all in this group of what they deem to be the competitor cities to Cincinnati. We here in Cincinnati uh, pat ourselves on the back a lot but statistically, we have one of the lowest retention rates for entrepreneurs. We have one of the lowest per capita uh, investments in startup companies, whether that be by private or public, uh, quasi-public private capital. Uh, we rank near the bottom, uh, you know, maybe 10, 11, sometimes 12 out of 12. Uh, in a variety of key entrepreneurial categories. So we have a long way to go before uh, this becomes a robust community, irrespective of the uh, the cheerleading that goes on in some of the press over the new groups being formed and new people uh, uh, coming to over the Rhine and so forth. Uh, there's a lot of work yet to be done. Yeah, I, I, we, we operate and have some clients up in uh, Columbus, Ohio, have for many years. And the atmosphere of someplace like Tech Columbus, I've never seen a duplicate of it or anything like it here in the Cincinnati marketplace. Right. Right. You, you've been to Tech Columbus? In I've, I've been to Tech Columbus. I know some of the people up there. I would say the closest mirror that we have here is, is Cincy Tech, but that's a pale comparison. Uh, Tech Columbus is a very vibrant group that uh, hey, the that, that, group that city is fortunate to have. You know, for investors, it's right next to the OSU campus. Yep. Uh, small companies can have one-room offices with all the facility of a, of a much larger company. Facilities are there in the building. Uh, it's first class. It's high-tech. Yep. 100% of the way. Yep. And whether it's uh, Internet uh, or Biomed or uh, Green Energy, it's in Tech Columbus. Yes. Yeah, and people can invest in them. In the uh, couple of minutes that we have left here, Tom, why don't you uh, tell our audience about some of the other ventures that that you've been involved with? The legal, the legal ventures. <laughs> legal ventures. <laughs> the legal one. We don't know who's listening, so okay. just talk about the legal, legal okay. and ethical ones. Well, I, in addition to Adrogues, I am the uh, director of the Creative Services Practice Group for Johnson Resource Group. Uh, Johnson is about a dozen year old boutique executive recruiting firm. And, uh, we deal primarily with higher level people that are being recruited, uh, as engineers, being recruited into various financial disciplines, uh, banking and otherwise. And, uh, about six months ago, I formed the creative services practice group to do the same thing 
in advertising and marketing as my partners and counterparts are doing in financial services, engineering, and and automotive. I've had people in the creative industry tell me that there's a real shortage of creative talent here in the Cincinnati marketplace. Would you agree or disagree with that statement? Uh, I don't think it's as simple as saying agree or disagree. Uh, I I think it's a case that... uh, Complex problem, complex solution. There you go. <laughs> what, a, what a perfect segue. Uh, no, I don't. I don't think it's as simple as black or white. I think that uh, uh, creative people are here in Cincinnati. There are a lot of brilliant minds, young minds, and, as well as older minds here in Cincinnati. Uh, a lot of credit needs to be given to this city in terms of its marketing uh, infrastructure. Anyway. I think if somebody is trying to recruit uh, large amounts of people, uh, then you really have two choices. You have to go outside the city or you have to steal from your competitors. And um, frankly, that's that's unfortunate. Uh, it's sad but true. There isn't a big pool of creative talent here from which to choose uh, unless you're moving bodies around from, from business to business. Mm-hmm. How difficult today is it to get someone to move to Cincinnati? Surprisingly, uh, the image of the city is very positive. Uh, there are a lot of reasons why people don't move, uh, but that's that's not germane to Cincinnati. It could be Charlotte, North Carolina, or Dallas, Texas. Um, I found in my recruiting efforts that people are surprisingly open to Cincinnati, that there is a, a good reputation out there in the city and I think to some degree the success of our sports teams helps that. I think the uh, the banks' development, the riverfront developments have helped that. Um, so I, th- I think it's generally positive. Good. Uh, no, the truth is I came to Cincinnati for two years, 20 years ago. I'm still here. Yeah. Uh, because we chose not to leave. Had the opportunity on a couple of occasions. So, in summary... If someone wanted to help Ad Rogues, how would they get a hold of you, Tom? Or wanted to participate in Ad Rogues as a, a creative or as a if you want to participate ideas. as a as a creative subscriber, a marketing subscriber, an investor, or someone who wants to uh, work with us as a technologist or as a copywriter, salesperson, etc. You can get a hold of me, Tom Haggerty, 513-631-2170, or at tomh at adrogues.com, A-D-R-O-G-U-E-S.com. Thanks, Tom. And uh, reminding everyone, uh, next week's shows would be uh, Tom Duggar with the uh, Dan Beard Council, Boy Scouts of America. And on Friday, we're going to have uh, Bob Reedy with uh, LSI, and he's going to talk about how uh, two guys in the garage built a gigantic uh, publicly held lighting company. Again, Tom, thanks for coming. Thank you, Mike. It was a pleasure. As a gift for coming and being with us today, I'm going to give you a copy of one of our Sandler books, the the Sandler 49 Rules book which is right there for you. Thank you. Thank you very much. uh, Thanks, everyone, uh, for listening. And we'll be on the air again next week. Take it away, Scott.
Thanks for listening. If you have questions or comments, contact Mike at MikeRoth at RothConsulting.net or call Mike at 513-753-9400.